0: Gold Cord by Amy Carmichael, chapter 29, and this is the prelude to chapter 29. Thy sword was bathed in heaven, and that great sword bathed in clear glory, Lord, has conquered me, and conquering set me free. O bathe my sword in heaven, lest creeping rust or stain of earthly dust dim the bright blade, pledged to my Lord's crusade. Thy sword bathed in high heaven, purged ancient wrongs. To thee, my sword belongs. For that same fight, bathe it, O Lord, in light. Chapter 29 Boys of the Temple. Wrote Harriet Muricroft to her sister Josephine Butler. "'Do you remember that nice Russian lady who used to help the sisters every morning "'to dress the wounds of the poor who came to the convent?' "'And a great lady said to her, "'I really cannot rise early, but will you, dear friend, "'every morning tend one wounded person to my account "'and yet another to the account of my daughter?' "'When that young Brahmin said, "'No,' and drew his fingers back from the flame, It was because his torpid imagination had been suddenly quickened. May the Lord quicken ours if we are content to deputize someone else to get up in the morning to wash the wounds of the world. The God whose priests demanded the burning alive of a little cow is worshipped in a temple town near Danapur. The first time we saw small boys as acolytes was at one of the car festivals there. We were waiting under the eaves of a house trying to get shelter from the blazing sun when with shoutings and flingings of arms in the air the brown flood swept past. Every man was stripped to the waist in honor of the god. The flood grew denser. The shouts were frenzied. The car moved around the corner, rocked for a dizzy moment and stopped. This was inauspicious. If we could have done so, We would have faded out of the picture, but there was no way of fading in that jam. So we stood there quietly, and we watched the car pullers as they strained and sweated at the ropes and cried for levers. Scores rushed off to get them. Seen thus in the glare of day and dressed up for festival, the car was a garish thing. Its dark carved surfaces were covered with colored streamers and from the scaffolding, tied about it to add to its height, depended strings of tinsel and garlands of withering flowers. But the clamor was growing frantic, crowds pressed in about the wheels, and policemen, anxious lest a late tragedy should be repeated, for a year or two before a devotee had flung himself under the wheels, pushed in like a wedge and drove the near people off, For ten long minutes, in blinding white light and smothering white dust, we stood. Till down a side street came the levers, trunks of young palms, which with frenzied haste were pried under the wheels, dozens of hands grasping above, while dozens more worked feverishly below. There was a mighty warning shout as the trunks were pushed down, and the men below sprang aside. Pull! yelled ten thousand throats creaking and groaning the reluctant wheels turned and in clouds of dust the car rolled off behind it roared the rabble in their wake stretched naked on the ground and turning over and over hands extended so as to change the begging bowl from one to the other rolled covered with dust and breathing dust a savite ascetic but not the car nor the crowd nor the ascetic, nor even the lovely vision of peace that had drawn our eyes in wonder when we looked down the street for a palm bending over, framed in shining feathery fronts, the sweet blue of hills and sky, like a heavenly thought dropping down among us all. Not these are most firmly fastened in memory, but this, Little Boys in Attendant on the God. One of them sat on the upper tier in front of the altar, a wreath of pink flowers on his bare shoulders. Others hoisted up the baskets of offerings from the people who pressed as near as they might to the car. Nine years later, a young Englishman on his way to China climbed a hill overlooking one of the famous temples of the South. It was evening, and the beauty of the view, black mountain peak, dark forest, Reddening sky, rice fields spread like a green carpet, water falling in white masses into a deep pool, pool where the moonbeams die, held him in the silence of worship. Suddenly the stillness was shattered, drum and flute and wild clashing of cymbal told of the evening puja beginning in the temple. and a great rush of pity, and more than pity, For the polluted children bore down upon him, and he cried to the Lord about the children. And the Lord spoke to him there, told him the task was hard, told him that he waited. But for whom? How should he know? He did not know. He was not told then, so he went on to China. He did not dream that it was for him his Lord was waiting, nor did we dream what was being prepared for us. And for the boys. That's the end of chapter twenty nine.